Hey everyone, welcome to the next edition of Adventures into Odyssey. I'm Wyatt Jackson. And I'm Devin Marshall. And we're back this week for our review of episode 323. A little credit, please. Welcome to the podcast. As I, I, I guess we kind of said this before, but we're doing our view of episode three twenty three. A little credit, please. Uh what are our thoughts in this episode before we go into it? Just right off the bat, what's your thoughts, Devin? Ah, uh, this one's good. Um, it's not as good as the last one. Um, no, like spiritually, it's not as solid, really. Um, yeah, it's it's more. This one was kind of the filler on the Blackguard album, honestly. Uh, the, carrot, the Carrot and the Cookie Jar. Yeah, because they were going to do, I don't remember what it was called. Betrayed. Um, Betrayed, yeah. Called, yeah. Which, honestly, I probably would have liked more, Um, like at least on the album. Yeah, Just, I feel like they could have taken out one of the episodes on album 24, one of the um more loose, one of the weaker episodes in episode 24, and put this one right after um the right chart. Uh, after uh the right the turning point oh yeah 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 and so just have the turning point and the little credit please is the last episodes on the album i i, I, feel I think like, that would have been better yeah yeah but i mean it, it's not bad i just it's not a bad episode i just it, it's kind of weird because uh it makes darkness before dawn not like a novacom like not like uh battle lines or something like that yeah where you it's uh, whole albums dedicated to novacom or not like green ring but instead, it's kind of like uh, it's like you have eleven very closely related episodes, then this one random episode that kind of relates to this uh, other storyline that's not at all connected with Blaggard, and I don't know. It, it just so, didn't really fit in much very well. No, it really, it really didn't, and uh, that's kind of the biggest gripe I have with this episode. Honestly, it's a good episode. I like it. I like the morals. I like the stance focus takes with the credit cards. I'm just going to say that right up ahead, so if you're someone with a credit card, um, I'm not picking on you. Credit cards can be useful, but we'll, we'll get into that in Follow the Dave Ramsey way. <laughs> yep. I have uh, his book. I have quite a few of his books in my family. <laughs> so, Also, Robert Kiyosaki. We have both of their books. Anyway, hmm. I don't know why I got on that rabbit trail. <laughs> so, background to this episode. Uh, obviously, I said it's episode 323. It literally comes right after the last episode we did, which was uh, the turning point. So right after that one in album 24, we come to album 25, Darkness Before Dawn. It's the first track in that album. It was written and directed by Paul McCusker, and I think Paul McCusker does most of the Eugene and Katrina stuff. So obviously, he has a clear idea of where the story and the relationship is going, and I'm really grateful it's not like Maury, which you have all these different writers with each their own ideas, and then Phil Lawler tries to tie everything back to the end, but it doesn't really work. So anyway, we're not going to talk about Maury. We're talking about this episode, which I like because it's made by Paul McCusker, and Paul McCusker is probably my favorite Odyssey writer. He's the most that was epic. A... Yeah. Also, <laughs> that was a that was a long rant I just did about Paul this McCusker. Is an interesting rant, but it is entirely correct. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean Paul McCusker. The, th the thing is, the last episode we did was probably 
the best episode in the series up to this point because that's when we get some really serious conflict happening between Eugene and Katrina. And honestly, this episode is probably the last episode that it's kind of like, eh, it's not, there's not a huge conflict right in, in this episode. I mean, Eugene's sad and Bernard gets a new assistant. And then the next episode is Love's in the Air. And that's more serious conflicts, which we'll talk about in that episode. Well, honestly, but. this episode doesn't really do much for the whole storyline. Like, nope. it's basically like Eugene's sad. He, talks. <laughs> he grows a mustache. He's sad. And that's about yeah, it, and then so. the, the mustache doesn't last that long until the next episode when Eugene is like, Bon voyage, mustache, or whatever he says. Yeah, it's the next album, and he's like, oh, I'm shaving it off. It's been so long. And everybody's <laughs> like, wow, he shaved off his mustache. It's been so long. It's like, no, it really hasn't. It really hasn't. So anyway, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, getting back to the episode, uh, it originally aired on July 15th, 1995. I'll be discussing the year later on the episode because there are some money references. And I was like, when I was listening to this episode, I'm like, that sounds cheap. So I looked at an inflation calculator, and you'll see that it actually isn't cheap. But we'll discuss all that. So stay tuned. We have lots coming up with this episode. Devin, why don't you read the summary for us? All right. So Connie gets a dose of financial reality after she gets her first credit card, and Bernard Walton gets a new assistant. Mm-hmm. Which the new assistant doesn't last very long, but... No, he's only in this episode, sadly. Also, um, there's kind of, it's kind of a three uh, subpar. Uh, it's kind of a three uh, story storyline, story like a triple storyline, because the first we get Connie and her credit card, which is probably the biggest one. Then we get Bernard and uh, his new assistant, and then the third one is kind of Eugene being sad and growing a mustache. <laughs> you make you make it sound so epic. What an epic storyline! <laughs> he got sad, no. grows a mustache. That... <laughs> yeah, that's the. It doesn't really do much in terms for Eugene's character development, though. But, I mean, we do get some really good conversation between him and Connie in this episode, which I really appreciate we, we get that, we, us getting that. So. That is true. Yeah. And this... I have lots of that written out in the in the uh, notes, in the show notes I took, so. This is probably one of fun. the first conversations where they, like, it hasn't been kind of old Connie, old Eugene kind of conversation. Yeah. Connie's actually fairly... I mean, towards Eugene, Connie's actually pretty good in this episode. Good towards specification. Other, yeah, towards other, like, the poor cashier at Rathbone's Palace. Mm, we'll talk about that later. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get into the cast now. So, a we got Bart Rathbone, obviously, voiced by Walker Edmiston. Super fun to hear Bart. I haven't heard him in quite a while, and uh, just listening to this. Also, today I was listening to A Cheater Cheated, which is also a really good episode. That is an awesome episode. Yes, it is. I just love... Dern and Bart are my favorite combo. Yeah. But listening to Bart's voice, I'm like, yes, Walker Edmiston's such a good voice actor. Even after all this time, after this episode's passed, he still hasn't changed one bit. So I, I, I love Walker Edmiston. He is phenomenal. He's like, I think he was one of my favorite actors, which is why I thought it was a, it was kind of an injustice how they did, um, how they deal, dealt with his like death in Legacy. But yeah. Yeah, it was. I wish. I really wish that they took Legacy a different direction, honestly. Because it's like, oh, by the way, Tom's dead, and now it's a hoedown. Well, yeah, <laughs> I was like, what? Wow, that's wow. it. When you put it like that, it sounds really bad. Yeah, Tom's down. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think I like the first scene of Legacy. 
That's, yeah, and then that, I can after, I can relate to that. that. That scene's the high point, and then the episode kind of the two episodes kind of craters after that. I honestly. was I was so excited for the rest of the episode after I heard like the first scene because I was like, oh, it's like kind of back to like old adventures in Odyssey a little bit. <gasps> the mortal coil. Ah, no, no, <laughs> it's not the mortal coil. Nothing and then, will ever and then it just like compares to the mortal coil. <laughs> it it really plummeted after the first scene, and I was like, oh, now now it we get did. buckles and. <laughs> it's, oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's anyway, that episode. We're not anyway, discussing legacy, so. No, we're well, maybe. I, I, I don't <laughs> know. Are. Probably not. I don't think Devin would let me. Uh, so anyway, then we get moving on in cast. We got Bernard Walton, obviously Dave Madden. Dave Madden's another awesome actor. Uh, Connie Kendall, Katie Lee, obviously. Then we get the Electric Palace clerk, the poor guy who Connie yells at in the Electric Palace, voiced by Mark Drury. Eugene Meltzer's obviously Will Ryan. June Kendall. This is our. I think this is our first episode talking about June Kendall, as Maggie Mallory. So when I was writing down the cast, I'm like, Mallory, isn't that in like the key suspect in the Rydell Revelations or oh, yeah, something like that? Yeah. I'm like, ah, hey, it's a, uh, Link, but it's it's like related but not really. So anyway, then we got Simon Bertels, voiced by Sam Falson. This is his only episode, and there's a bit of trivia in the wiki. So the character of Simon Bertels in this episode was actually played by an honest-to-goodness Australian boy who had lost most of his accent from living in America. So that's an interesting choice in the um, in the producer's part. Because uh, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if that's just all they could find. He Simon doesn't... Or uh, what's his name? Sam Falson honestly does a fairly good job of an Australian accent. Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. And for losing his a- entire australian accents and then just trying to get it back like that it's honestly pretty good so anyway i, I agree the last two we got tom riley also voiced by walker edmiston he voices bart then we got the waiter who's bob smithauser so hey bob smithauser's back as the waiter he's not on a podcast like us <laughs> no wait is that bob smithauser yes oh uh, yeah bob is yeah there's like three Bobs. There's Bob Smithhauser, Bob Luttrell, and Bob Hoos, and I always get them confused. So yeah, Bob Smithhauser is the podcast Bob. Hey, it's our common connection with him. <laughs> Podcasters, okay. let's go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's the cast. We it's a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine person cast. So fairly bigger than all the five person casts we've been having um, earlier in this episode. So that's cool. Now let's play the promo, and I can't remember because I listened to this promo a week ago, and I can't remember my initial reaction. So, let's go. Connie learns her limits on the next Adventure in Odyssey. When she gets her first credit card, Connie quickly climbs a mountain of debt oh and seems unable to stop spending. Will her bank account ever recover, or will her credit card need plastic surgery? Oh my goodness! It's a lesson about financial responsibility and will stewardship. Will her credit card need Coming plastic up surgery? On the next Adventure in Odyssey. That was the best promo we've had so far. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Will her credit card need plastic surgery? Yes, it will. It was so (laughs) exaggerated how it was like, will her bank account ever recover? It's like, she spent 200 bucks. Let's hope so. Uh, No, 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 (laughs) no. She didn't spend 200 bucks. That was in 1995 you're talking about. I guess, technically. Connie actually... 
Con- you know what the real dollar amount Connie spent? I do not. $426.88 in today's cash. Hmm. Uh, that's still not so, that much, though. For like, it's it's a fair bit. Keep in mind, but keep in mind, Connie has a fifth. Pro, Connie has a minimum wage job in Ohio, which I, I didn't look up minimum wage jobs in Ohio, which I should have in 1995. True. Um, let me do that now. I uh, keep talking about something. <laughs> well, obviously the promo was like kind of nuts. <laughs> it, it was just like it was so silly, and the music, the music was just wacky. Like, it was like this carnival music that just kept going on and on and on. And then it it went yeah. on for like a solid extra seven seconds after they finished talking. It did. That was an insane ending. It just, I was like, when is this going <laughs> to end? Okay, so I got a minimum wage in Ohio in 1996. I couldn't find 95. So in 1996, minimum wage was $4.75. So she did spend a fair bit. Per hour. Yeah, so she, Connie did spend a fair bit. I mean... It's not like it's nothing, and she's going to have to put in a lot of hours. Well, 100 hours would be, like, 400 bucks, and that's not including tax Around. deducted. So Also, we don't – we don't, yeah, we don't know how, how close to the end of the month this is, so she, Connie's probably quite frantic, honestly. Yeah. Okay, if it's only, like, two weeks, she's going to be like, oh, no, I got to work 100 hours in two weeks, and I got school, too. <laughs> yeah. And so, anyway. <laughs> okay. Are you ready to get into the episode? I am. All right. So, uh, the episode starts out, obviously, with a Bernard intro. Like, the Bernard being like, hey, this is Bernard Waltz, and welcome to Adventures into <clears throat> In Odyssey. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just so used to our podcast name. And, yeah. And then we get that, a clip show. This clip show is hilarious. I wrote down part of it. So, the clip show starts out with saying, uh, there's something here that's sort of for you. And Connie says, Mom, what is it? And Bernard says, Simon, my new assistant. And Simon's like, well, good day. And then Connie's like, thanks, Mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which it's pretty good. It's like, oh, June Kendall's giving si- Connie Simon the new assistant. Yeah. Okay. It, it pretty weird, but <laughs> very funny. I, I laugh when I – and then after that, the cashier's like, will this be cash, check, or charge? And it's like, oh, wow. <laughs> this is like they're selling this poor Australian Yeah. Thing. No. <laughs> It, it was a pretty interesting um, clip show. It's 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 still honestly funny, though. I like yeah. it. Anyway, then we go to the first scene in the Kendall house. Yeah, so the first scene starts off with Connie coming down for breakfast, and she's like, uh, is there anything in the mail? Because this is when mail was... Actually, actually audio... mail is pretty yeah. prevalent, especially now because of the pandemic. But Well, yeah. Yeah, also, this is the yeah. 90s. I mean, so. Everything. But it's mail. before, like, emails became popular in the 2000s. Yeah, there so. would just be letters and stuff like that. I guess there were still emails, but, like, they weren't very prevalent yet. But, yeah. anyway, so, June is like, yeah, I have something that's here for you, Connie. And Connie's like, hmm? And then she's like, it's a new credit card. And Connie's like, wait, what? And June thinks that she's um, reacted, um reacted oh reach reached. my bad i can't i can't Connie's read. reacting to the credit card <laughs> yeah. Connie plus credit card chemical formula <laughs> no. i'm sorry i got chemistry in my head uh chemistry's <laughs> not fun um no it's but not. anyway so june thinks that um she's reached like an age where she can handle it responsibly and uh connie obviously maybe not <laughs> but like, what? thanks mom 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Connie, in this first scene, Connie just completely ignores everything her mom says yeah, this episode and <laughs> gets into huge debt, so. Yeah, not following that Dave Ramsey way, but. <laughs> no, obviously not. But uh, she oh, says well, that um, it never hurts to start building good credit rating as soon as you can, and Connie's like, this is amazing! <laughs> um, and Also, before, before you move on, let's talk a, a, just for a little bit about what June says. It never hurts to start building a good credit rating as soon as you can. It's I'm I'm not sure if because okay I'm gonna be honest with our listeners here. I've never had a credit card. I have a debit card. My parents are like, no, it's it's not good to get a credit card when you're that young because it's gonna teach you like bad habits. Like it did like Connie. She obviously had bad habits with her credit card. Yeah, but I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not sure. What do you think of June's philosophy here to kind of like be like i'm gonna connie i'm gonna give you a credit card to teach you to be responsible with your money and make sure you get that good credit rating well like there's there's things to be said about credit cards being helpful but yeah i mean some things you need credit cards like hotels right hotels online uh credit cards are more stable than toll free numbers (laughs) (laughs) toll free numbers (laughs) but like honestly (laughs) Um, it's just like so easy to get into debt, like as they'll show in the episode, but it's just so easy to go wrong with a credit card because you're spending money that you don't have. So yeah, exactly. whenever you spend money that you don't have, you got to figure out some way to get that money at some point. So yeah, I only have a debit card too, yeah. and I only got that like two months ago. So, <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah, I actually, I got my debit card cause I needed it for a paper route back in like. 2017 so yeah it's also no fee extremely like just like a savings account and a small checking account so nothing fancy there amount of fee (laughs) yeah but i mean debit card i think a debit card would honestly be better because it's it's like here you go it's your first card you know so it's this is kind of like a an adult thing and you're you know so use it wisely you have a savings account a checking account and once you learn how to spend the money that you have you can get a credit card and like right. use it around kind of thing but like instead of that she's just like well here's a credit card go have fun <laughs> it's well no i mean she does say i expect you to use it wisely and read the terms and conditions yeah. but connie's like okay yeah sure and then she goes out and she's like i'm just gonna make a few purchases to see if it's working and then that leads yeah. into huge debt, it's an so. easy way to see if it's working and anyway. check the app <laughs> <laughs> there are no there is no such thing as apps yeah I, I know I, I know these days there are apps that you can check right yeah i guess you did have to call the company which okay it was it's a very That's rewarding kind of cool. feeling when you use your debit card and go to a store and just like tap to pay and then go in there and walk out oh my my yeah i, I actually can't use a tap on my card because my friends are like it's risky and i mean it is kind of but i have to do that stick it in the slot punch in my yeah. pin press okay then wait for the beep which is satisfying and then take the card uh, out. i love that beep. but anyway back to the episode I know. okay this is a rabbit trail about cards De- debit, debit cards, cards are amazing um but yeah. um credit cards adventures into odyssey is adventures into odyssey the podcast is pro debit yeah <laughs> i think that's our stance I on this so. but um okay anyway sorry I, I i led you down that rabbit trail keep going uh-huh. so 
basically June's just like you gotta make sure that you read the terms and conditions and um you have to pay off the card at the end of each month. And Okay We don't um, know what time of the month I, this it is, is, so No, it could be mid month. Also, this isn't a credit card. This is a something called a charge card. And I copied a quote down from Google because Google's amazing somewhat. So traditional charge cards don't extend credits. You're expected to pay off the balance in full every month. Credit cards, on the other hand, allow you to pay off the purchases over time, although you'll usually be charged interest if you don't pay off the whole balance right away. So, I mean, maybe it's 95 credit cards are different, but June's kind of mixing up charge cards with credit cards yeah, here. it's true. So basically, difference, charge card, you spend money you don't have, and then at the end of the month, you got to pay it. Credit cards, they allow you to you can pay it off at the end of the month or you can choose kind of payment plans but those payment plans often come with interest so yeah so anyway so, so yeah keep going okay. i'm interrupting you uh -huh. but it was interesting points to be made so yeah she's like you have to pay off the um card at the end of the month and then um she's just like uh uh my bad i'm reading through the notes yeah. and there's what we just talked about so yeah, I, I put some of my own feelings in those. So Connie has to pay off the... Uh, ugh. Wait, what? So June says that you're going to be charged interest if you don't pay it off, but you have to pay it off at the end of the month. And I'm like, this is confusing. What, what What's June talking about? Because is this like a charge card, but it's also a credit card? Or is this just an American thing that I don't get because I'm Canadian? I don't know. Yeah, well, my, my debit card is a debit credit card, so... Oh, it is? Okay. Which is basically a debit just... card, but still... You can use it online is the only difference. Right. The confusing part is that June calls it a credit card. Then she tells Connie that she has to pay it at the end of the month, no exceptions. Which is a charge. But then she says, right, which is a charge card. But then June says that I don't want you to carry over interest, which is like, but that's a credit card. And that means there's monthly payment plans, which is obviously not what Connie has, which is a charge card. And I'm just confused. I, I don't think they know what type of card they're using here. <laughs> I, yeah. they're probably all dave ramsey way and they've never used credit cards obviously <laughs> yeah or or maybe this is just something we don't get because we're canadian i don't know yeah who, who knows i mean if that is give us an email or twitter message because i'd be interested to hear if that was not the case <laughs> maybe i'm just ignorant on americans yeah, i don't know who knows? Oof. but i mean 75 per, 75 percent of our listens come from america so that's that that's a lot yeah <laughs> And we're Canadian. <laughs> well, it's because Adventures and Odyssey is in America, right? So. Right. I think, like, we get 1% of our listens from Australia, too. So that's fun. Our good old Australian it's... friends. Thanks for listening. Down Under. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> now I got that yeah. song stuck in I'm my head. I'm not even going to say that. Oh, Copyright. No, please don't. I'm not. <laughs> okay. Let's let's move on with the episode. This has been a long enough rabbit trail. Right. Don't you think? So. Anyway, so June wants Connie to be responsible and not carry over any bills. And um, so June just wants, basically just wants Connie to spend her money smartly. Just don't be stupid yep. and waste it all. And then Connie's like, hi, yeah, this is great. Awesome. Let's go. And then she just like, it's my car. She's like, I got to go spend it. And then she kind of pieces out. So <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, she just goes right here, and she's like, I'm going to spend my card. Uh, I don't know what action that was. <laughs> anyway, so she goes, and we go to the next scene. So we're in the next scene. It's at wit's end. Eugene's working. Uh, Bernard comes in. He's like, hey, Eugene, we're here to do the windows. Eugene's like, hmm? We? 
<laughs> Bernard's like, oh, yeah. Hey, th- Eugene, this is my new assistant, Simon. Simon's like, well, good day. And he has an Australian accent. Bernard's like, his dad took over my supply company I order from, and he asked me if I'd take on Simon as an apprentice this summer. Ah, uh, I don't think that's a conflict of interest. Like, his dad's like, hey, you want to uh, take take on Simon as an assistant? And Bernard's like, oh. It's like, well, I'll give you a good deal. I don't know. <laughs> I don't probably know. Fine. I don't know. Maybe I'm just reading into this too far. But anyway, Eugene tells Simon that he is indeed learning from the best. And Bernard's like, yeah, okay, let's get on with our work, Simon. So Simon goes to get started on the front windows outside. And so he goes, Eugene's like, oh, he seems like a very nice young man. And Bernard's like, yeah, he is. And then he's like, Eugene, how are you doing today? And Eugene's like, hmm, I'm fine. Do I not look fine? Bernard's like, I'm not talking about how you look. I'm talking about how you are. I'm wondering about Katrina. I mean, I heard you and she broke up, and I'm I'm just wondering how you're doing. Eugene's like, I appreciate your concern, Bernard, but I'm in complete control of my emotional fa- facilities, and the departure of Katrina will not my, impair my abilities to perform my duties either here or at the college. So that's a wordy answer. <laughs> yeah. Bernard's like, so it's been pretty tough, eh? Eugene's like, oh, it's been awful, but I don't want to talk about it. As that's then Connie comes in, with, apparently with a whole bunch of packages, because right after this, she's been shopping. Shopping like crazy. Shopping like the composer yeah she's been doing some serious shopping here so connie comes in she's like hey bernard did you get a new australian assistant bernard's like yeah you met him she he's like she's like yeah how could i miss with him splashing wind water all over the windows bernard's like "Uh uh-oh i better go check his work connie's like yeah he's a kind of a cute kid though (laughs) (laughs) kind of funny yeah anyway so bernard goes and then before he goes bernard's like eugene you know, if you ever need someone to talk to, Eugene's like, thank you, Mr. Walton. Bernard's like, just ask and I can recommend some people. <laughs> Which, that's that's funny. Yeah. It, it's, a, it's a funny Bernard joke. And Bernard goes out laughing. Eugene's like, ah. So anyway, Connie then is alone with Eugene. She's like, where are Jack and Jason? And apparently they're in the office upstairs. We never hear Jack and Jason in this episode, they're, though they're always mentioned. Mm-hmm. They're always upstairs in the office or... <laughs> In the Bible They're just room. chilling up there, drinking coffee, bouncing yeah, ideas off each coffee, other, working on the imagination station. Jack's getting mad at him about it. his inventions and <laughs> yeah, his Bible <laughs> video games. Up. His Bible video games, the program that allows Zachary to walk. Jack's like, "No, we gotta fix this." So anyway, yeah. <laughs> uh, where am I? So Eugene asks Connie what Connie has, which is tons of packages. She's like, oh, I just went shopping a little. Eugene's like, a little? Can I ask where this money came from? Did you stumble on an inheritance? Maybe an oil well sprung up in your backyard? Connie's like, ha very funny. I have a credit card, and I just made a few purchases to see if it worked. And Connie's, and Eugene's like, well, I presume it did. And she's like, well, yeah, I mean, they didn't arrest me or anything. So, okay. So, anyway, then Connie's like, so Eugene, how you doing? And Eugene's like, uh, fine. Well, why do you ask? And Connie's like, and she, he's like, no, no, I'm not talking about how you are. I'm talking about Katrina. Eugene's like, ah, Miss Kendall, I am in complete control of my emotional faculties, and Katrina's departure won't. Uh, it won't. Um, uh, never mind. I'd rather not talk about it. And I wish everyone would quit harassing me on the subject. Watermelon. And then anyway, Eugene then leaves in the huff, and Connie's like, huh? Well, excuse me for caring. 
And okay. So <laughs> yeah. Connie's like mad that Eugene just rushes off. She's like, excuse me for Karen, Eugene. Huh? Yeah, she's okay. such a watermelon. It's just mad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Inside joke there. Yeah. <laughs> so, so anyway, so uh, we cycle to the next scene after that, which is at Wint's end. Um, still, I... I I think it mostly takes no, it doesn't mostly take place at Whitson in this episode. Nah, this episode's all over the place. Um, at least the first few scenes take place in Whitson kind of vicinity. The last the la- the last scene does too. Uh yeah. But this episode this episode's all over the town of Odyssey, honestly. Yeah. Cuz it goes even to the Rathbone Palace and everywhere. Um not Rathbone Electric Palace, Palace. The that's Electric what I mean. Palace. Um So anyway, so we're at Whitson and Connie's ordering things um out of a mail-in catalog, and Tom, a, because <laughs> this is before Amazon, uh, yeah. But Tom, actually, Amazon was around in the nineties, but it wasn't very prevalent. It wasn't also like a website. I guess it no. would have been a website. It, but. No, you can look at archive.org in the nineties. I mean, it's late nineties, but you can see Amazon on archive.org in the nineties. Hmm. So. It's definitely a lot bigger now, especially because of oh yeah, events, but yeah. Well, def- definitely. Um, so t- anyway, <laughs> so Tom comes in um, to see su- to see everyone. He's like, it's been a long time, and Connie's which on the show it, on the show it has been a long time since we've seen Tom. So. Yeah, I, I, I don't know how many. I don't think he was even in the last album, honestly. No, he wasn't. Uh, he his last episode was episode two ninety one, a name not a number part two. So wow, that's quite a, a while. Yeah. So. Um. Anyway, so then Connie's like, "Oh, it's okay, I'm on hold." And then Tom's like, "Oh, whoops." And then Connie's like, "Ha, toll-free numbers are awesome." And then Tom's like, mm, oh, oh, "Okay." Yeah. <laughs> so she's like, "Haven't you ever thought about how wonderful toll-free numbers are?" Tom's like, "I never really thought about it." And she's like, "You pick up the phone, talk to someone, and you don't have to pay for long distance." Tom's like, "Okay, yeah, okay, cool. whatever you say, Connie." Um, and then. Uh, yeah. So she asks Tom what sweater he likes best um, out of the two, I guess, that she has pictures of or something. Yeah, in the catalog. Yeah. And then he looks at it and he's like, oh, is that the price? And she's like, um, he's like, you could get those cheaper at the store. Um, what store was it? Um, uh, Some department store. I don't remember. Store. He oh. said the name of the store, but um, yeah. And then Connie's like, yeah, but they don't take my type of card. And she's like, see, I got a card. What do you think of my card? And then Tom's like, hmm, looks new. Um, And Connie's like, yeah, I just got it. She's like, yeah, Connie, in this episode, her her caps line is, my card is new. Like, that's, she's like, <laughs> you like my card? It's brand new. I just got it. <laughs> yeah. You like it? So. She's she harps on that line over and over again. Definitely, it, it's kind of funny. It's it's funny, definitely. Yeah. So there, there's like this weird honky tonk um, piano playing in the background, but um, there is. And then Tom, and it is weird listening to this <laughs> scene with that piano. I'm like, I'm getting mystery at tin flat. Yeah, flat yeah, vibes definitely. Here, but this is <laughs> this is Whitson, not not tin tin flat. So. Yeah. So then yeah. Tom's just like, well, you got to be careful how you use it. I used to find they were real convenient until I got my bill, and I eventually cut them all up. I figured I can't afford to pay cash right now. If if I can't afford to pay cash right now, I can't afford it at all. Which is why we like debit cards. <laughs> yeah. Um. But this, 
I mean, the thing is, this is very Dave Ramsey-ish, but I wouldn't agree with this statement 100%. I think for minor things, like if you're buying, um, like, as Robert Kiyosaki would put it, doodads. Yeah. <laughs> which is basically, like, boats or rings or watches or vacations. Concert tickets, stuff like that. RVs, concert tickets. Expenses. Like, doodads like that. Yeah. I mean, save up, afford it. But if you're buying, say, a house, almost everyone has a mortgage. Almost no one buys houses in cash, which is very uncommon. I mean, it does happen, but it's more common for you to have a mortgage on a, a property that you yeah. own. So I, 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 I don't think Tom's talking about that. I think he's just, like, talking about what Connie's doing, buying sweaters and shoes and almost everything else in Odyssey. I think Mr. Whitaker mentions in part of the episode, right? Is he in this one? No, no. no. Whit's not even gone. here. What's in the Middle East because he's dead, remember? Right, right, right. My bad. Rest in um, peace. So somebody mentioned in this episode that um, basically um, they just keep their credit card on them, but they don't um, – they only pull it out if they really need it. I don't remember who that was. Uh, that's, Tom, that's Tom, and then Connie's like that later in the episode. Okay. Um, yeah. So then Connie kind of just brushes off what Tom just said about like – She's like, oh, yeah, yeah, it sounds good. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, and then it picks up, and she's like, she ignores what Tom says. Yeah, completely. it goes back to buying things. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then Tom leaves. She, she's, she's ignored, like, two figures of, like, like two of her elders almost. Yeah, you know, she's doing her mom's really like, Use well. it wisely. She's like, okay. And then Tom's like, use it wisely. She's like, okay, I'm going to buy a whole bunch of stuff now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> so then Tom just leaves <laughs> to go find Jack and Jason, which are allegedly upstairs um, doing something. Allegedly. Um, and then Connie is telling the person on the phone that her card is brand new, of course, because that's <laughs> yeah. Connie. Because Connie is Connie. <laughs> um, and then Eugene comes in and he's like, oh, hi, Mr. Riley. And Tom's like, hi, Eugene. How are you doing? <laughs> um, and then Eugene's best Eugene line in the episode right yeah. here. Eugene's like, she's gone and I don't want to discuss it. All right. Pardon me. I have work to do. And then Tom's like. It was nice to see you, too. Because <laughs> <laughs> before that, both Bernard and Connie have brought it up, like, how are you doing? And Eugene's like, no, she's gone. Okay. And then Tom's like, hey, Eugene, how are you doing? And he's like, no. <laughs> yeah. So, that's fun. Yeah. Also, I don't think Tom has anyone, any, uh, unless if he's been talking with other people, but I don't think he's had any, you know, like, what's been going on with Eugene and Katrina. Not so. really, because he's kind of been gone doing picking apples in his apple farm yeah whatever he was doing i don't know whatever we don't know what he was doing maybe he was selling the apples we don't know anyway yeah let's go on to the next scene so the next scene is in bernard's truck and it's at the end of the day's work and it's bernard and simon and bernard's like oh yeah simon you you did really good today Simon's like oh thanks i I would listen i uh how do i get a good australian accent i don't know mate I don't know, mate. So anyway, he's like, I was wondering if I could use the power sprayer. And Bernard's like, no, you're not ready for that yet. Simon's like, ah, yes, Mr. Walton. And Bernard, and Bernard's like, wait a minute. Did you clean up after yourself, like, the squeegees and buckets? And Simon's like, ah, no. And he's like, get on it. And Simon's like, yes, sir. So... Anyway, that's that scene. It's a short scene. Yeah. Not much there. Not, it was it was probably I think the We get the start of Simon. Although yeah, seven's we get pretty the start short of Simon. Yeah. We get the start of Simon wanting to 
use the power sprayer, which is nothing but problems in the episode. Yeah. Anyway, then we go to the next scene at the mall. Yeah, so obviously this place, this scene takes place at the mall, which is uh, the best place to save money, um, definitely. Mm-hmm. No sarcasm. Also, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's also been in quite a few episodes, the Odyssey Mall. Yeah. And for a town of 30,000 people, it's apparently quite big. Uh, what was the episode with, uh, I think it was Isaac? Uh, no, it oh, wasn't Isaac. Yeah. It was uh, no, it was Grady. It was, uh, yeah, that that's true. She works at the mall. Also, there's that Twilight Zone episode, The Time of Our Lives, where the kid spends all the time at the mall. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, what, oh, what no, was no, the no. one with no, Grady that... with uh the girl who came from, like far away, uh, and then oh no, that was the three o'clock uh three a.m. or three three o'clock call. Yeah, the three o'clock call with Grady. That's what it was. Oh, interesting. It's been a while since I've listened to that album, so because Mr. I... Whitaker took them to the mall. Right. So, Odyssey, small Midwestern town, but it has a big mall that... An airport and a zoo. A mall, an airport, and a zoo. But apparently not a zoo if we listen to Eugene in album 21, but whatever. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. And it has the Scheimholtz building, too. Oh. (laughs) So... Which is the three... Okay. uh, Go on. Okay. (laughs) So, Connie's at the mall. Um, She's... Oh, wait a minute. Wait wait a... Oh, yeah. Sorry. I, I, I was like, is that my scene? I'm like, no, it's not. Sorry. Continue. Okay. <laughs> so so Connie's, Connie's at the mall. She's bought, like, tons and tons of things. Um, <laughs> and she remembers that she didn't get her mom a present, which, of course, she Connie, did that that's last. selfish. So, wow. Also, Connie's, like, been getting uh, tons of stuff for herself, and she's like, oh, no, I need to get my mom a present. I've bought, like, all these things for myself. So And then she's okay. walking around, looking around for more things to buy, and <laughs> yeah. she bumps into Eugene. Um fairly fairly hard bumping into him like just like uh-huh. almost knocks him over kind of thing um and she's surprised to see him she's like oh eugene what are you doing here and eugene's like well has the mall become exclusive to those who own credit cards which so, <laughs> is pretty funny yeah got him yeah <laughs> and then eugene is looking at laboratory smocks at a store called bennett's which bennett's bennett's right it's not bennett's it's bennett's bennett yeah which, which is, I think, one of the also, names a... of a character in Pirates of the Caribbean, but I could be wrong. Maybe. I've never seen Pirates of the Caribbean because I'm not a movie geek. Um, But also, Odyssey apparently has a store that specializes in laboratory equipment called Bennett's. So, okay. Okay. That's... Only episode yeah. where that's mentioned, I think. But What if we get an episode where Witt and Eugene are just looking at laboratory smocks and Bennett's? <laughs> that would that'd be pretty funny, honestly. <laughs> They're just, like, having this, like, epic conversation between For the two tw- of them. For 25 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> just trying out laboratory smocks. Yeah. They're having the, this no. big, deep conversation in the laboratory store. <laughs> yeah. That'd be, that'd be pretty that, cool. But. That, that would be funny. Okay. But anyway, so Connie apologizes to Eugene about how she was like, I'm the only one who can be in the mall. Ah! Um, so she was just concerned about Eugene. Um, and then Eugene is, like... Uh, you you need not concern yourself with me. I am the proverbial rock, which Wooten is the rock, but we we won't talk about that. <laughs> no, we won't. Anyway, he goes through a number of other metaphors too. He's you know he's fine, but then he eventually breaks down to Connie. Yeah, and then he you admits know. to Connie that he's miserable without Katrina, and Connie's like, "Well, have you eaten dinner?" And Eugene's like, "I don't think so." <laughs> no, he says no. Um, and then Connie's like, "Okay, let's go find a restaurant. We're in a mall, so." Let's go find a restaurant. Eugene's like, oh, I know of a good one. And then they go, and Eugene calls 
Connie calls Eugene Mr. Rock, which... She's like, we'll lead on Mr. Rock. Funny. Yeah. Kinda. I don't know. Almost. Anyway, then we go to the next scene in the restaurant. So, uh, Connie's like, oh, this restaurant's really good. The food was amazing. So they've already eaten. They're just talking after. And so Eugene's like, ah, so Connie, how are your studies going? And Connie's like, you asked me that 15 minutes ago. How is your mom? You asked me that 20 minutes ago. And not Wooten. Eugene's like, well, how is... And Connie's like, no. I mean, Eugene, we've talked about everything there is to talk about. Except you. And that's, I thought, why we came to talk. Eugene's like, well, we haven't talked about everything. Connie's like, Eugene, what what's going on with you? Eugene's like, oh, okay. Connie, Miss Kent, Connie, her departure has left an incredible void in my life. I thought I was stronger than this. I thought that I could discipline my heart to move on. But I'm, I'm not certain that I can. She's all that I think about. Hundreds of times I've picked up the phone to call her. What is painful to me is, I suspect, as just as painful to her. I mean, a clean break is what we need. I cling to the hope that this is truly the best thing for us. Still, it, it, it hurts me more than I can say. I mean, my world was made better than her. And my whole world stings. So... That's kind of the, the most we get about Eugene and Katrina in this episode. It's honestly a pretty good monologue uh, for Eugene to say. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, we get, this is the point of the episode where we get uh, that carry on with the plot with the last episode that Eugene is very sad, but he's not letting his emotions show. But in reality, he's like, ah, uh, sick. This is bad. I'm, 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 lo I'm lost without you. And, you know, <laughs> that's a Toby Mac song. Anyway. Um, Eugene's like, can we go now? And Connie's like, yeah, okay, okay. So Eugene wants to pay his half, but Connie's like, no, I got a credit card, I'll pay. And Eugene's like, yeah, but but Miss Kendall, she's like, no, it's it's fine, I'll pay. I mean, it's a good cause, right? I mean, we're, we're talking and it's all, it, it's all dandy, so I'll I'll just pay with my card. Eugene's like, yeah, yeah, but and she's like, Eugene, stop. So go on with what you were saying. And so the waiter comes, which is uh, Bob Smithhauser, also another podcaster. Hey, Bob. Uh, Eugene's like, ah, it's the it's the memories that are like in this restaurant, and you, you see, me and Katrina used to sit at this restaurant at this exact table, number thirty-seven. Wow, coincidence that they're sitting there. And Eugene's like, it's silly, I know. Connie's like, no, it's not silly. It's very normal. And Eugene's like, being normal is the last thing I want to be right now. I mean, I think I want to do something abstract, not normal. Connie's like, yeah, like like what? And he's like, think. I want to grow a mustache. And the music swells up, and then that's the end of the scene. We're like, Eugene's growing a mustache? What? Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, then we go to the next scene. That's kind of the end of that scene. Yeah. So the next scene's in Bernard's truck, and Simon has loaded up the truck. Um, Simon's just like, he's been reading the manual for the power sprayer. Um and he thinks he can do it. That's what he's telling Bernard. Actually, yeah. yeah. And then he's like, can can I please do it? And Bernard's like, no, you'll get experience. Then you'll use it. Um, you can use it in a couple of weeks, which I guess he doesn't get to use it in a couple of weeks. But um, uh, maybe, maybe. I don't, I, we don't know. Yeah, we never see Simon again, so we don't know what happens with him. Yeah, who knows for sure. But um, so Simon's so like, a couple of weeks? Uh, yes, sir, Mr. Walton. Yeah. <laughs> and then they both go to um, 
Rat Bones Palace. Hi, let's go. No, um, Electric Palace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everyone calls it Rat Bones Palace in this episode, which is funny. Yeah. I, I mean, it's kind of its unofficial name, but still, it's 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 called it's supposed to be called the Electric Palace. Yeah. Anyway, so then we go to Rathbone's Palace. Merritt's getting Simon all ready to clean the the palace, and Simon's like, "Mr. Walton, can I please use the power sprayer?" And Bernard's like, "No, Simon, you see." And then Bernard, Bart Rathbone just rushes out. He's like, "Bernard, it's about time you got here." Who's this? And Bernard's like, it's Simon, my new assistant. And he's like, huh, that's that's real nice. I, I wish I could sidestep labor laws like that. <laughs> it's, it's, it's funny to see Bernard accusing, uh, no, Bart accusing Bernard of unethical business practices when, you know. <laughs> anyway, it, it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's funny. I love Bart. And we, Bart's like, Bernard, listen, we got to have a talk about the back windows. I mean, they are absolutely filthy. And Bernard's like, I cleaned them last week. And just then Connie comes rushing into the store. She's like, hi, guys. Bye, guys. Bart's like, hi, Connie. Uh, I don't know what accent that is. He's like, hi, Connie. And then Bernard's like, listen, Bernard, you got to come back and see these windows. They're an absolute disgrace. And Bernard's like, all right, just don't get yourself worked up, Bart. So, and as they're going in, Bart's saying to Simon, and don't leave streaks on the windows. There's nothing worse about streaky windows. And so they go into the store. <laughs> yeah. And so Simon's alone. And he's kind of uh, saying this as, like, an aside to himself. He's like, no streaky windows. Don't leave no streaks. Huh. Oh, brother. So that's <laughs> it, it's it's weird, his accent, when he's saying, oh, brother. Because he yeah. says it in that, brother. And I'm I'm listening to it. I'm like, huh? Okay. So he's yeah. like, huh. You wouldn't worry about streaks if you would let me use the power sprayer. But no, he doesn't trust me. So I was like, well, then again, if I could prove him wrong, he'd trust me with a power spur. Yeah, I could prove to Bernard that I could I, I, I could handle it because he doesn't trust me, but I'm going to prove it. And so the machine goes out with him being like, I'm just going to go behind Bernard's back and use the power sprayer because I don't think he trusts me and this will be the right rate for him to trust me. Obviously, because okay. doing something that somebody wants doesn't want you to do will make them trust you. Y- yeah. Also, <laughs> yeah, totally. But also, I mean, I can see where Simon's coming from. It's like the he's like, oh, I think I, I I can prove myself. I can do this, but in reality, they can't. And you know, yeah, that's where Simon's lessons learned. Anyway, uh, then we go inside Rathbone's palace. Which yeah, I'm calling it Rathbone's palace because the episode the, the episode does. <laughs> yeah. So 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 we're in Rathbone's palace, and it's back to Connie, and she's purchasing purchasing a blender, which I assume is for her mom. Um, it is. This is, and the she gift. wants to know if there's anything wrong with the blender. And the guy's like, "Nope, they're on sale because the manufacturer gave us a discounted quality." And oh, and then Connie's like, "Connie's like, oh, good, just so there's nothing wrong with it." Which yeah, oof. that's that's kind of nasty to be like. Are you sure this merchandise that your employer selling is like good, good enough quality? It's like Connie, that's kind of snobby. But at the same time, it's Bart Rathbone, so. I guess she's just. A, I don't yeah. know. So it it, it costed um, twenty seven dollars and forty three cents, which was worth forty six dollars and eighty four cents in nineteen ninety five. Um, mm-hmm. so it's 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 kind of an. Uh, no, 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 that's that's around right for that, a blender. That's actually fairly cheap for a blender, honestly. Um, so yeah. then Connie's like, "Look it, my credit card is new." <laughs> um, 
Because, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is her punchline of this episode. No, Connie's like, ah, it's new. It's new, you know. The guy's like, all our blenders are new. She's like, no, my card, it's he's new. Like, mm-hmm. He's like, oh, that's yeah, very, very nice. Very nice, Connie. <laughs> um, and then he, he's just like <laughs> trying to punch. Um, He tries punching in the card, but it won't let him do it. And Connie's like, huh, your machine must not be working. Uh, and the guy's like, it's not the computer. It's the credit office. And he tells her that she has to pay for it in cash because she, hey, she definitely has the money to do that. <laughs> um, but, uh-huh. um, so then Connie's like, but I don't have any cash. And he's like, well, I suggest you call the card company. Um, maybe you went over your limit. And Connie's like, no way. I don't even have a limit. <laughs> Which her mom told her about yeah. the limit. But uh, no, no, she didn't. Oh, actually. she didn't. Um, oh, oh right, yeah, yeah, she didn't. That's in, okay. Yeah, but honestly, Connie shouldn't be surprised that she has yeah. a limit. Well, how? Who knows how long she would have spent before? But anyway, um, yeah, and then she goes in mad yeah. mode. Here's where Connie's like, "Whoa, okay." She's <laughs> like, "Just keep your stupid blender," and then she just—I don't think she says "stupid," but she's like, "Just keep your yeah. blender." And the guy's like, next, please. He's very professional yeah. about it. She's like, over my limit. No I, I, way. Can you, ima- <laughs> can you imagine if this was Bart in this situation? <laughs> <laughs> He'd be like, have a nice day. <laughs> Miss Kendall. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's Eugene, yeah. not Bart. Oh. No. Yeah. Yeah. So Connie's flipping out. She's like, over my limit. No way. And like walking, st- stomping out of the electric palace. I'm like. Connie, relax. Uh, you don't need to just calm down, child. You don't need to be so agitated Take about a this. Breather. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Also, I would recommend that Connie uh, return most of her merchandise that she can return. I mean, can't you return stuff in mail and Yeah, I think so. I mean, that's what Buck does in uh, what's it? The song. Uh, uh, friend or uh, in the episode friend or for doesn't he because jules is using the credit card with uh her, her dad's credit card for valerie like to buy yeah. stuff and then she gets in a huge amount of debt and she has to work it off but then buck comes in and he's like yeah i'm just gonna he talks to valerie's mom he's like hey i'm a random kid and uh apparently your daughter's been hanging out with my friend and she's spent a whole bunch of stuff on her credit card so can i please take it back yeah. She's been scamming my friend, card. by the way. Don't be too concerned. <laughs> <laughs> the mom's like, oh, okay, okay sure. whatever. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. 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 But, I mean, in that episode, Buck apparently has no problem returning most of the charges to her credit card. I mean, obviously not everything, like the movies or food can be returned, but you can still return most of the clothing. So that's what I'd recommend Connie does to alleviate her debt. Yeah. Anyway, uh, then so the next scene is still in Rathbone's palace. Uh, it's outside Rathbone's palace, and Connie's like, uh, "So Simon has like the sprayer all set up. And he's like, it's just one problem. I need two ha- two people to operate it." And Connie comes out and she's like muttering to herself as she walks, like she's mad. And he's like, "Oh hey, Connie!" And Connie's like, "Oh hi, Simon." Right? He's like, "Yeah, can you help me?" And- Con's like, no, I don't have the time. He's like, oh, come on, please. It'll just take a minute. And Con's like, oh, fine. So he convinces her to hold the spare while he turns on the faucet. And she does. And he turns in the water. And it comes out, like, 
fast and Connie's like hey I can't control this and Simon's trying to race back to take it but then it's like it's coming loose somehow and then uh the the hose is basically going renegade Connie's getting soaked and Simon's there and she's like turn off the water and then it sprays her and she's like I'm wet ah so anyway the hose is heading for the window and then it smashes the window that's a lot of force and, yeah it is. that's a lot of damage <laughs> yeah also water damage yeah so anyway this then simon turns off the hose and Bern bart and bernard come back and then bart's like what did you do to my window connie <laughs> which is a funny yeah. line he's like connie kendall just standing there smashed his window he's like what did you do to my window connie <laughs> and then connie's like it wasn't me Simon just comes running. He's like, it's all my fault. And we get like that. like <laughs> In the days of Among Us, church bell I can sound. Just see so many other situations happening. No, it was Connie. <laughs> <laughs> it's a self-report. Was... <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Also, that's very blackguard music, like the dong, the church bell yeah. music uh, style. Definitely. So, A, w w not like we're in a blackguard heavy Definitely album. Definitely not. Um, so, anyway <laughs> next is at the um kendall house when uh connie goes to confront her mom kind of um so then she comes in and she's soaked and her mom wants to know what happened and connie's like well i was attacked by a wild hose in front of rathbone's palace and then connie's like is there something i should know about my credit card and then june's like like what and connie's like well why Rathbone's Palace wouldn't let me buy something because their computer wouldn't give me an authorization. And then... Um, Connie's getting that more attitude where she's like, did you have something to do with it, Mom? <laughs> yeah. And then Connie's like, the sales clerk thought it might have something to do with my credit card limit. And well, then Connie's, Ma, spill the beans! <laughs> she's like, hmm, you know something about this? <laughs> and then June's is there like, something you haven't been? T have you been keeping this in the dark from me? Well, she's not that. She's not that bad, but no, it's kind of in <laughs> Yeah, like she's accused. He sounds kind of accusing here. Yeah, and then uh, June suggests that Connie change into dry clothes, and that um, she calls the company, and then we cycle back to Rathbone's palace again. Right. So this is like a cold cut, like that. So it's very, very quick. Um, we cycle back into Rathbone's palace and the Kendall house quite a bit in these last few scenes. So Bernard's like, okay, so Simon, I hoped you learned your lesson. And Simon's like, I sure did. Never trust a girl with a power sprayer. And Bernard's like, wrong. Try again. Simon's like, uh, listen to you in the future? Bernard's like, and si Bernard's like, that's better. Simon's like, yeah, I understand now why you wouldn't let me use the power sprayer. Bernard's like, yes, look, I'm... I wanted you to learn the basic stuff first. And then when I saw that you were good at that, I'd teach you the power spray. It's not because I didn't trust you. And so then we cycle back. Another cold cut to the candle house. Yeah. So then um, June's uh, wants... Ah, my bad. So June knows why Connie's credit card has been acting up. Um, she's like, you end up with your credit card limit. And then... And I'm very um, surprised. Yeah. She's like, I, I'm honestly shocked about this. Um. Your credit card limit was 250 bucks, which we already said was 226 no. bucks and 88 cents. 426 um, bucks, 88 cents. My bad. Not 246. I, I, thought, I thought I said a four. I was seeing a four, but I didn't say a four. Oh, okay. Um, so then Connie's like, that's a mistake. 
And then she's like, I couldn't have spent that much money in a couple of days. I only bought a few things. And then June's like, well, if you look over your receipts, you'll see that you spent 250 bucks. And Connie's like, but, but how am I going to pay? How am I going to get that money when the bill comes? And it's like, you should have thought of that before you went and spent it all. But um, anyway, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. June's like, well, that's actually a good question. I can't wait to hear your answer. It's a good thing I set up that limit. Imagine the trouble you would um ha imagine the trouble you'd be in if I didn't. And then Connie's like, How embarrassing. I feel like I tricked myself. Every time I pulled out that card to buy something, I thought I had a good reason. And then June was like, Well I, um, I, I'm hoping I was hoping that you'd be more responsible than you were and I'm kind of disappointed in you, Connie. So Yeah. Yeah. That's basically where that scene ends. Then we go, we cut, and then we're back at the Rathbo- Rathbone's Palace again. So we quick cut back to Rathbone's Palace. Bernard is gonna take care. Um, he's like, I'm just okay. So, uh, I'm gonna take the cost out of the window out of your pay cut just a little bit of a time. And Simon's like, Oh, how depressing. Also, Simon's getting paid to do this. So, Bart, you really have no no face in your accusation that Bernard's sidestepping labor laws. Anyway, he, so he's like, Simon, you ever read the Bible? And Simon's like, well, sometimes. And then here's where we get the moral of the episode. So basically what Bernard says is the idea that God instructs us, entrusts us with a little at a time. When we show maturity with the little things, then he instructs us with more. But if we misuse what we've been given us, then he may take it away. And so he's like, so Simon, you played out a biblical teaching in what we did. Simon's like, wow, that's weird. And Bernard's like, nah, it happens a lot around here. And so Simon kind of gets in the truck with Bernard. Well, he ha- well Bernard haggles uh, with Bart over the window. So um, let's just kind of talk about the moral a bit. This is kind of the main point of the episode. So God entrusts us with little things at a time. When we show maturity with the little things, then he entrusts us with more. But if we misuse what, we've, what he's given us, then he may take it away. So I am in agreement with this. I think it's actually a decent moral because, I mean— a while ago, I was in church, which in-person services, woohoo! But uh, the speaker was talking about um, the, the parable where the master gave one one servant the uh, ten was it ten uh, five bags of gold, the other one or ten bags of gold, the second one four bags, and the first and the third one one bag of gold, and um, how each of them used it, and the 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 the, the latter two used the bags of gold to kind of pros to prosper the master's business like the master was um using like they, they were furthering the master's business but then the third one he didn't trust his master enough to you know uh act on his uh bag of gold i'm seeing a lot of us here but i'm just trying to remember the sermon it's it's just like the the buck starts here it explains that one perfectly yeah that's that's also a really good episode that one's the basically about that Except Wit wasn't as harsh with Jared as the master was with the other servants. <laughs> no, he didn't slice them up. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> wasn't that in an episode too? Uh, yeah, uh, that was in Mandy's debut. Mandy's debut, which is also another amazing episode. Yeah, and Connie's like, the master sliced all the servants to pieces. Haha, <laughs> I should get back to work. <laughs> yeah, that, that that was good. But yeah, I mean, I have no problem with this moral here. I think that um, you see lots of people. They have great talents. Like I'm thinking of um. Let's say, I don't know. Let's let's do a real life example here. Uh, uh, 
I don't know. Let's do a dead one. Like Elvis Presley, say. Mm-hmm. He's, he's long dead. Not It's not like I'm an Elvis Presley fan, but he started out his career. He had a great voice. He started out his career as a gospel singer, right? Yeah. And obviously, he he turned away from that. But I mean, he started out he started out good. He started out by using the talents God had given him. But then we see that he he stopped using them for God and started using them for himself. And eventually, he like he died. Like everyone dies, right? And yeah, so we well, see that's that, that's exactly how it goes for so many things too. Like Solomon was the exact same way. Like he started off being like, I'm gonna build lots of churches for God, like temples and stuff to like glorify God, and then he ended up just getting selfish and being like, well, I actually, I want a whole bunch of wives and I want to go and do a whole bunch of things that I shouldn't be doing. Um, mm-hmm. And I think Tom's quote in the moral, mortal coil actually sums up like Solomon um, when he was referring to Eugene about only someone so smart could do something so, so stupid. Um, yeah. Which I, I thought was actually a pretty good quote. Um it and is. there's like it there's is. lots of singers who've done the same thing that Elvis Presley did, like started off as like a gospel singer kind of thing. Like, um, I think it's even Katy Perry started uh, off as a gospel yes, singer. Yes, Katy Perry's in that one. Well, I mean her pa- her father wasn't he like an alliance pastor? Or something? I think so. Yeah. So but then when nobody she cared was about raised that, in a Christian household. Pardon? Right. She's obviously raised in a Christian household, and then she rejects. She, she, so she's using her what God's given her. For a bad cause, she's using it. I, I, I suppose you could say she's misusing her talents. Yeah. Right? Well, she like uh, then, she started off trying to do like the like be a Christian singer kind of thing, and then um, she didn't get much traction with that kind of thing. And then she was like, "Well, if I can't do that, then she even said so herself that she basically sold her soul to the devil so she could get famous, which yeah. is pretty depressing, honestly. But I I've seen a lot with um most famous people have done that kind of thing and it's it's pretty sad yeah it, it's it's misusing it you see it with also um i'm thinking professional sports players yeah. like uh a whole bunch of basketball players where one year they're super famous making signing all these big contracts i'm thinking a lot of the nba not like i'm a basketball fan but signing big contracts they're uh kind of you know uh they're using their talents for for, for their own purposes mm-hmm. right and then you see them a year later, and they're working at car washes, right? Yeah. Because they've just lost everything. And God God takes people away. It, it, it's the same with leaders in nations. Like, you know, God raises up kings, and he takes them down. And if we do, if we misuse what he's given us, he, he, ultimately, he has the final say in, 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 in what we get and what talents we get. And Yeah, know. and there's, like, there's still examples of people who have gone into industries and managed to um still glorify god throughout all of that too like um steph curry um i heard him basically do a whole sermon uh, a little bit ago and Mm -hmm. he's a famous basketball player and then there's like tim tebow um other people who've done things there's uh, also yeah um uh jay beagle he's a hockey player i have a connection with his father which is kind of cool um, but he's also a Christian. He's n- he's not ashamed of his uh, faith in his hockey team, and he's pretty well known there, in, in the hockey world too. Yeah, so. yeah. It, so it's it's kind of the same. It's kind of the same thing. Um, with with it, with with everything in their lives, like even businessmen, uh, you know, 
they raise up a big company they they're they're, com- they're not using their things to glorify god and within a few years the company's dead and they're they, they don't have that job well anymore, it's a, right? it's all an example of idolatry right because it's like they exactly. view themselves as god and um they put themselves on a pedestal they get selfish they um they start seeing themselves as more important and their needs are more important than say tithing or anything or doing anything for three dollars more <laughs> yeah <laughs> like it, it's just an example of like um worshiping idols basically so mm-hmm. yeah anyway that yeah that that's kind of our deep dive into the moral honestly it's 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 kind of fun doing those deep dives because you can really get into what the episode's saying i really like the moral of this episode i think it's really yeah. good uh yeah and anyway then we go to the last the the very last so anyway we should we should probably move on we go to the very last scene of the episode at wits yeah so the scenes at wits and connie comes in and um eugene's like you're not supposed to be here today you're not working and Connie's like, well, actually, I talked to Jason into letting me work some more hours. I got a little carried away with my credit card. Now I have to pay. Uh, um, I have an upcoming, upcoming huge bill that I have to pay. Also, it's a at the charge the card. It's not a and credit Eugene. card. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Eugene's like, well, um, I, I can pay for my half of the meal. Um, I, I kind of owe it to you. And then Connie's like, well... I, I wouldn't accept, but I kind of really need it right now. And then um, they 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 basically do the whole mm-hmm. transaction, basically. And then um, um, Connie learned her lesson about credit cards. She's not even carrying the card around anymore. She'll only use it when she needs mm-hmm. it. Um, and then she asks Eugene, what is on his face? <laughs> um, and Eugene's like, oh, it's my mustache. And Connie's like, uh um uh, well uh are are you sure you don't want to part your hair in a different way like <laughs> and Eugene's like it's either a mustache or perhaps an ear pierced maybe a tattoo um and Connie's like forget i said anything your mustache looks terrific um <laughs> and then she's like though i have some eyeliner in my purse maybe that maybe. would thin it out and then <laughs> Eugene's like, no, 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 get away from me. Cease and desist. Help. Women with eyeliner and pencil. Help. And, Connie's like, and then Connie's just chasing him, and that's where it also, ends. Eugene, also, Eugene. It's pretty funny. Yeah, Eugene says help instead of uh, assistance, so he's he's pretty desperate here. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. It's true. <laughs> yep. So that's that's the episode ends. It's a fun episode to listen to. I enjoyed I enjoyed listening to it and doing this review. The moral's pretty good, too. So we get a Chris wrap-up about, about stewardship. And stewardship is when we acknowledge everything we have belongs to God. And he has kind of loaned everything to us, trusting us with more and more. And when we show responsibility, we... Uh, trusting us with more and more when we show responsibility. We all have to be w- wise and use the wonderful things he has given us. When we use the wonderful things he's given us. So, um... I, I just noticed here a little problem I have with this. For the most part, I really like this moral. But a little problem I have when she says... Uh, He's loaned everything to us, trusting us with more and more when we show responsibility. I'm thinking right now of Job, when Job was responsible yeah. with everything that God had given him, but then um, he took it away to test Job. And uh, it, in that case, so I, I, I'm not sure I completely 100% agree with what she's saying at the end, but 
it's like the Toby Mac song, Gone. Like, you don't know what you have until it's gone. Mm-hmm. So basically, like, even if you have it all together and are perfectly responsible, God still might test right. you. Right, and I'm not so. saying that it had... I mean, I know there's... A God, God test... Even if you're a, a super famous... if Even if you're using your talents for God's kingdom, we're not, what we're not saying here is that God's going to be like, okay, I'm only going to... Life's only going to be well for you now that you've become a Christian. Like, obviously, we see lots of Christians being persecuted in, like, Middle Eastern countries or China. And obviously, those are Christians. They're using what they have for God, but obviously, they're not being uh, blessed, right? And so, I don't don't, don't want us to Mm think, I don't want our, I don't don't want our our message, but I don't want our, our, what, our deep dive into the moral of this episode to be, yeah, God only blesses you with, God blesses you with stuff when your faith, when you're faithful and he takes it away when you're not, because... God, God, God. I mean, we see lots of people that are bad that have lots of power, and God hasn't taken that away from them. We see lots of bad singers living immoral lives that they're still uh, rich and famous. We see lots of Christians in places like China that are being persecuted daily for their faith, right? I mean, but mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so it, it, it's a tricky <laughs> subject, but I mean, I, I don't know. What do you think about this, Devin? I agree. It's just the world's mm-hmm. corrupt. Yeah, <laughs> stuff. So, well, that that goes back to what episode was that? Um, what was the episode on the one album where uh, Eugene and Connie got oh, held up hold in Midsend? <laughs> yeah, hold up, hold up. Um, th- um, basically, like in that episode, they were discussing human morality. Um, good, like, yeah, human morality, and like. Um, I, I agree with Mr. Whitaker's stance. They made a very mm-hmm. good point of it with the whole robbery, yeah. basically, because Eugene kind of came over to Wit's stance, too. Um, which is just, like, people, like, the human race, um, they, they need God. If they didn't need God, then, obviously, they would be right. good. But no um, one is perfect but, except for Jesus. He is the only person born a lot, born in this world that... That, that that was perfect, right? Yeah, but if you if you're if you're good until you're bad instead of the other way around, basically, um, I I could have explained that better, but like, um, if humans are inherently good, um, then there's no reason to have Jesus, because mm-hmm. um, why would you have it if you're per- like why would you have him if you're perfectly good, um. Right, but then there's other questions like what happens after death. Yeah, which, <laughs> which, which could we could go on for a very long time about. Um, yeah, we could <laughs> theories and <laughs> but stuff like that. But yeah, yeah, we honestly could. We should probably try to wrap this up pretty soon. Probably. Um. Anyway. Uh. So anyway, that that was our deep dive. Let us know what you think. Send us an email, Twitter message. Uh, you know. Anyway. Let's let's get into the discussion questions here. Yeah. Um, Devin, you want to read off the discussion questions? Sure. So, why did June get Connie a credit card, and was it a good idea? Okay. So, th- I think this is. Uh, I'm looking at the three questions here. I think this is the deepest question we have. Uh, question two is kind of awful. <laughs> yeah, and then question three is like vague. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So, this is again the point where, is it like, should you get kids? Like, I mean, Connie's in high school. Should you get kids 
credit cards and entrust because this is a huge responsibility. This is why my parents um, never got me a credit card. And this is why they got rid of um, basically all of their credit cards except one and now just use a system with debit cards, like a Dave Ramsey-style system, is because it is so easy to spend on credit cards. And maybe that's the point with Connie here, that she just kind of got pulled into it, you know? So easy. You swipe it. it, it, it there's no money out of your bank account, and you have that item. You're like, well, let's do it at the end of the month. I have X amount of days to pay it off. And that's that, I think that's kind of what's dangerous about credit cards when you're young and naive, and you don't fully understand the risks inherent to credit cards. Yeah. So, was June right in getting Connie a credit card? I personally don't think it was a good idea. But, I mean, it did teach her an important life lesson, and uh, I can appreciate that about her decision. Yeah. Also, I, I can agree with you there. Yeah. Also, I'm not one to critique parenting skills, so... <laughs> Oof. Yeah. Sorry, June. You, you, you're doing a great job. You're doing a great job, June. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's go into the second question. All right, so the second question is my my notes just like completely glitched all right there we go okay uh, my second the second question is why was eugene so unhappy when katrina left which uh <laughs> that's kind of obvious <laughs> yeah so okay we can answer this question quick eugene was uh well i mean he says so himself that she was became such a big part of his life and then when she left it it was like that big part of his life had it's gone right yeah, so. exactly. He, he it's misses, just like he misses her pulling a chunk out of somebody and then being like, "Hmm, I wonder why that chunk bothers you being missing." Um, I you're talking like, figuratively, I hope. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That is good. But like, but it's like it's like um, it's it's just like a hole um, mm-hmm. in Eugene and being like, "Well, does the hole bother you? Why does it bother you? Like, because it should be filled, kind of thing." So right. Right. That's basically it. And then the uh, last question is, what does the Bible say about credit? Which Vague. <laughs> the the Bible does not say anything specifically about credit. Um, no. It does say stuff about how to spend money, but it, it does doesn't say, say anything specifically about credit. Being a good steward credit. with your money. But yeah. I don't know. I, th- I, I feel like we've gotten uh, as deep as we need into the moral of this episode, honestly. I so. think so. Yeah. Anyway. That was this episode. A little credit, please. Final thoughts about this episode? Uh, for me, I really liked this episode. It's, it's, it's a good episode. Uh, I like the episode, too. It's just out of place on the album. It is. It is. That's my one beef with this episode. That, that That's disappointing that I have that. Anyway, so this year we're not... This is going to be our last episode of 2020. I, I don't think... It, well, I mean, this is our last official episode review of 2020, right? Yeah. Because, honestly, it's getting into Christmas time, and we're going to be pretty busy. I'm, I mean, I know I will, because a little glimpse into my life, uh, I'm going to be doing a lot of skiing this, this, this break. and Epic. Yeah. <laughs> that honestly makes it hard, to, because then I need to figure out times where we're both available. I don't know what you're going to be doing, but, I, I mean, for me, it's just hard to figure out times to record it's going to be hard to figure out times to record this season so uh oh no i had a schedule pulled up okay so we're probably going to be back early january um hang on i'll figure out the date okay so we're going to be back early january i'm hoping we'll get this out by january 4th or 5th at least but we're going to be back in early january 
with Love is in the Air Part 1. Episode 335, Love is in the Air Part 1. And then we'll be um, doing a whole bunch of work to get the Eugene and Katrina stuff done. We might we'll potentially have a few more guests back on to finish wrapping this up. Who knows? Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm Devin, I just realized I didn't get give you a chance to say what your final thoughts in this episode were. I'm sorry. You wanna, oh, you I, wanna I, I just said it's, it's good. Okay. It's good? <laughs> that's, that's about it. So it, let, me ask, let me ask you, was it all good? Maybe. <laughs> I, think you're tr- I think you're trying to game me, just like you've been <laughs> gaming everyone in Odyssey since you moved here. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so we'll be back on January, early January, with episode. Ah, what episode is it? Episode three thirty-five. Love is in the air. Love is in the air. Part one. Bye, guys. <laughs>